The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. If you have the Spirit of the Lord, you have a commission, you know what I mean? And it's uh, in a message. Yes. To heal brokenhearted people, to help people get free from their prisons and their chains and, you know, uh, 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 those, uh, uh, just, just life sometimes itself. Opening of prisons to those that are, that are bound. That a lot of people need to get the information. The cross sets you free. cross gives liberty. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. The day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. Now you'll notice in the New Testament, Jesus leaves out the day of vengeance. And he concludes his message there that, you know, To counsel those, console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins, they shall raise up former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities. The desolations of many generations didn't happen. You don't arrive by one generation as a general rule. You have turned for me my morning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. As man's hearts plan his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to those who are called according to his, his purpose. <clears throat> we are. The church is, Bible Center included, is going to experience one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the church. It's in the book. If it was any place else, I wouldn't run with it. But because it's in the book, I feel confident to run with it. Interpreting life can be confusing and even dangerous. Oftentimes, rather than make the picture more clearer, it actually gets more confusing. 
for we see through a glass darkly. Everything in life is not good. There are many things that need redeeming. And the cross does not simply redeem the life of man. It redeems everything. The whole earth. All the dimensions. It redeems it. Setbacks. Or are they setups for your comeback? When I read Romans 8 and 28, I think, paraphrasing, it says they are simply setups for comebacks. For we know that all things work together for good to that love God and are called according to his purpose. And that's what I believe. The setback is an unexpected change from better to worse. A disappointment or a reversal. Setups are the platform from which your future grows. Comebacks are the recovery from deficit, return to life and vitality, and a resurgence. No matter what stage of life you're in, life is generally a little different than what you expected. We make plans, but God ultimately is the one that determines the steps. There is no dream that's been dashed. There's no mistake that you have made. There's no tragedy that you have encountered that God cannot redeem, restore, and make new. Amen. God loves to work from deficits. Is there's a long as there's a human way, he doesn't reach in with his hand. But when the human way has failed, God reaches in. Setbacks are God's specialty. What we might call God's unconventional way. 
You know, when he says, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your ways, and then you begin to see God's ways in the Bible, they don't make sense at all. To us. But at the end, God gets the glory. Those setbacks. Joseph, as you know, went from prison to the palace. Jesus went from the grave to resurrection glory. And the intent is that God always wants to bring you out better than what you were before. One night the disciples were fishing and they caught nothing. You ever felt like you came up with empty? The next morning Jesus appears to them and changes everything. So we know that setback is not final, neither is it fatal, and that is not just simply nice words. If we will let God, He will take our setbacks and He will make them fuel for our future. The seemingly Lateness of God in Joseph's life really was the learning curve for Joseph's future. What he learned, he was able to use later on. Think this morning, dear friends, that our future is wrapped up in how you respond to your setbacks. When Isaiah said this about the Spirit of the Lord to console those who mourn, to give beauty for ashes, how many know that's a pretty devastating situation. There's only ashes there. Oil for joy. Oil of joy for mourning. The crisis that happens in people's lives, you know, has a way of fueling, you know, that side of things. But God says, I'm not going to leave it that way. God wants to take that spirit of heaviness and he wants to go ahead and, 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 you know, introduce praise in its place. <laughs> he says, I want to give you back your hallelujah. 
God is famous for taking the messes of life and make them, making them messages about himself. Your test becomes your testimony. Absolutely. Hallelujah. When that hope seems to have an aura about it that's influencing your life, it says that people begin to ask you, what is that? And you get a chance to tell them. You identify with them by telling them of the journey and yet the end result because you have faith in God, because you trust in Jesus. That, that amazing comeback You see, God invests more in your setbacks so that he might have a greater return in your comebacks. When the market is low, it's time to invest. So that at the yield... <laughs> is so much greater. Hallelujah. So know that God is invested fully and completely in your comeback. Isn't it interesting, and, and, and I hope I'm careful here, isn't it interesting that every one of us sitting here this morning, it's life is actually good. That's right. Yeah. It's actually good. So what takes our hallelujah? It's not because life is not good. But it's probably because God's disappointed us in some way. I've been disappointed by God but I recovered. <laughs> I got tired of spinning in that mud. I got tired of carrying that heavy load. So I decided I would unstick myself. by getting my hallelujah back.
You know what? It, this morning can be a, a, a momentous time. If, 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 you, if you've had trouble, you know, obeying God's will for your life, today is the opportunity to step into your comeback. Because according to Romans chapter 8, God is masterminding. He's blueprinting and he's designing your comeback. All things work. And did you know that God says that he remembers that we're but dust? He knows that we are not eternal like him. And so he's conscious of our time frame. Not only our time frame, but of our frame. God believes in us more than we believe in ourselves. He said, you're not going to be tested with more than you can bear, but will at the same time make a way of escape. And when I have been there, you know, and I said, God, you're, you're, this, is, this is too much. I mean, I didn't like it, period. I found that I can never bend God's arm. Can't do it. So I just might as well go ahead and get my hallelujah back. Because I've discovered that my hallelujah does wondrous things for my discouragement, my discontentment, my confusion, my I don't like it. He's already planning for your comeback. Yes, the enemy will will tell you that, that you can't come back. But Jesus, who is our intercessor, tells you, you will come back. You see, church, this morning, the greatest faith in all the world is the faith that understands that God has you. He says, I hold you in the palm of my hand. And nothing can pluck you out. Paul writes, said, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, principalities and powers, 
He says there is no domain, there is no world, there is no, there is no that can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. We need to sleep in our bed, in the bed of God's love. Rise in the morning and shout our hallelujahs. You see, the thing that's holding you back and holds me back is not the spirit. It's the flesh. It's the one that's weak. Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Everybody has setbacks. Story of Joseph is, I mean, I don't think the Bible records anybody with such extreme setbacks. Sold into slavery, had false accusations, he was forgotten, which by the way, you know what I mean? It was a big deal. But the end of the story. I don't know how many people remember Paul Harvey. He's gone to be with the Lord already, but he was a major voice. And now, the rest of the story. And now, the rest of the story. When Jesus rose from the dead and was, you know, met by those that were in love with him and were so confused, and as they met him, they recognized him. You know what he told them to do? Go tell them the rest of the story. They knew he had been crucified. They knew that he had been buried. But when he said, go tell them that I'm alive, He's saying, go tell them the rest of the story. And sometimes we must communicate with ourselves and tell ourselves the rest of the story. If God be for us, who can be against us? Now, thanks be unto God, which always leads us in triumphal procession. God never leads to defeat. He always leads to victory. 
Yes, it is true. Comebacks are not just one-time deals. But we must also embrace the growing pains. The trial of your faith is more precious than gold that perisheth. He says that there's one thing that we need to fight for, and that is we need to fight for our faith. Woo! It's a battle, but it's winnable. And you're not going to win it without this. Without the Word. Taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It'll help you get your hallelujah back. So remember that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Do not poison your future with the pain, with the discouragement, with the disappointments of the past. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you this morning. I want to tell you something right now. You know what I mean? That this is not just some words that I'm speaking to you, even though they are truth. There is an anointing that is settling. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. Not just me, but God's people, but what's going what's gonna to be the motivating factor? There's going to be a prompting of God. Sometimes you must turn from your past to embrace your new season. You must believe that the future is not limited to the facts of the present situation. You must turn from your cursing, your nursing, your rehearsing of your problems, and listing all the limitations. 
two great men of God, and more than that, I mean, I'm not a great man of God, but I am a man of God. <laughs> I don't qualify for Joseph and Noah with. Yes, I do. The Bible says we're all part of that same household faith. So I retract that. Try to cut that out. <laughs> Thank you. But they all fell into the confession of magnifying their limitations. I can't do it. And here's the reason I can't do it. But Paul said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Let me tell you, he did not start out at the top. No. His turnaround wasn't a Oh, Jesus, you're so lovely. Lord, help me, I'm blind. Yeah. And he's the same one that said, I can do all things through Christ, which our limitations might scare us but they do not intimidate God. You have to trust God's promises even when victory is not visible. Thank you, Jesus. doesn't make any difference of dry seasons it's bad news or closed doors every one of them can serve to reposition you and I for the victory that God promised in your life you must not judge your whole future by a few negative stepping stones Do you have more positive things in your life than negative? The positive should inspire us. The negative, we just have to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Do you notice that? There's a pathway. It's not just a single event. It's a pathway. 
that has divine guidance. Turning our setbacks into comebacks. After all, it is your life. Right? It's your life. God's given us the liberty and freedom choice first of all to turn your setbacks into comebacks we must have patience we're so in a hurry I mean who doesn't want to get out of a fire But James chapter 5, verse 11 says, We count them blessed who endured. Those that don't bail. Deimos bailed. You need to say that this is not going to work against me. This is going to work for me. Patience. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord. That the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. If you want to know how God's operating, where his heart is in the matter, is full of mercy and full of compassion. In that comeback, you got to embrace the unusual. Because it seems that it's in the unusual that the blessings of the Lord seem to arrive. I would believe that our Savior arrived in an unusual way. How shall these things be, seeing that I don't know a man? It's the marriage of human channel and the divine spirit of the Lord. That brings the answer to every Situation and solution, and that is Jesus Christ.
not just for salvation, but for life itself. And I join with Peter in saying this, though you know this, I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. This is not new. So you've got to embrace the unusual. You've got to have patience in the face of setbacks. You've got to have courage also. Over and over, he said to Joshua, be of good courage. Be strong. I mean, this guy hadn't even got out of the gates yet. You know that? He hadn't. It just said the, the, the uh, uh, mantle had passed, the torch had passed, but the guy hadn't even started leading yet. And God put him in that position and says, Hey, Joshua, be strong. Be full of courage. And keep your head in the book. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'll ask my musicians to come this morning. Not only that, but you've got to have obedience. Obedience. A great example of obedience is Moses. The great exploits were all connected to his obedience. One that we know so well, of course, is confidence. And have faith in our God because our God is a big God. I'm not going to do much about praise this morning. One of the sermons will be about that. Can you believe this morning? Can I believe this morning that God is preserving your dream? Can you believe this morning to, to live your life by design and not default? I don't know about you, but I'm tired of coming out of the valley. At some point, we got to get out of the valley. And I'm not talking about that beautiful valley in Psalm 23 where God's amazing provision and comfort and care is there. I'm talking about the valley that, you know what I mean? I'm always in trouble. I'm always discouraged. I'm always, you know, always me. 
denying some realities of life. But the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. Yeah. They're both there. And so we just think of that law of sin and death just simply, oh, if I do a, a, a terrible sin. No, it actually has to do with really how we think, too. Because it thinks one way, and the law of the Spirit of life of Christ thinks another way. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ thinks you can come back. You can come back. your way to the Lord. Man, I just got to give it to Him. God's able to turn bitter waters into sweet tasting wine. There's a power statement of God in those acts of God that He did. They're not just cute little wonderful stories that don't have an application for us today. For a comeback, you got to rebound. And what I'm saying about this now, I want to use the analogy of the basketball player. If you're going to rebound, you have to block out. You block out the opponent. And then you get the rebound. But if you don't block out the opponent, more than likely you're not going to get the rebound. Right, Jana? So that's what I'm saying, that, that you know, rebound means that you got to block out. Get thee behind me, Satan! Thou savorest not the things of God. Yes. Determine to live your life by the word of God. And then prioritize. Your relationship with Jesus Christ must have priority. Is that too hard? Of course it's not.
this morning because you've given Jesus priority. And I'm not saying those that are not here haven't given Jesus priority. But the Bible does tell us that that in the end time, that the, that's where the challenge is going to be, is giving Jesus priority. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many is going to wax cold. It's, it's going to have an effect upon people's life, relationship with Jesus Christ. Stand with me this morning, but God is drafting a comeback. He's drafting a comeback. And you come back in here before you come back out there. Now, when you come back in here, praise the Lord, everything is different looking out there. Amen. What can take away? anything take away your hallelujahs. Church, let's get our hallelujah. I've been accused in my life, and none of you people have done that, but I've actually been accused in my life that I you know, when I worship and I carry on, I used to. I'm kind of dead right now. But, and I can't blame my body, okay? It's, you know, I'm, I'm on a comeback, all right? I'm just being honest with you, you know? I wasn't in bad shape, but, you know? And they said, you know, you, you act like a beetle. Not, not the crown beetle, but the beetles. Remember the, the singer's beetles, you know? They were kind of kind of wild in their expressions and I've heard people tell Tim like Ringo Starr or somebody you know what I mean I probably won't get back to that but <laughs> hallelujah 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 just say it Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. When Paul and Silas were in jail, they weren't in the jails like we have today. They were in a dungeon and they were in stocks and bonds. Bonds. But it could not take away their hallelujah. Amen. Praise God, it couldn't do it. And in that hallelujah, all of a sudden, the chains begin to fall off. Yeah, freedom began to, you know, take place. And people 
began to investigate what was going on and began to set free. Remember the Philippian jailer? His whole household got saved all because of their hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord one more praise. Amen. Hallelujah. We must make it intentional. Make it intentional. Praise God. Go with God. Tom, you're driving that little tractor. It's a really a good time to exercise your hallelujah. I know you're not a real public person, okay? But just you and God, all right? I, I, I hope nobody minds. I, I don't pick on I don't meant, you know. I think he's an awesome person. I really do. He's an awesome person. Praise God. Hallelujah. Go out and recover your hallelujah. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.